Hello, this is Jim Walsh, and welcome to my podcast called On Eagle's Wings. You know, sometimes we hear people say, if we could just do like Jesus did. And I believe that the majority of people who say this are very sincere. They want to know and they want to follow Jesus, and so they want to do as he did. But there are other times that it's said as a means of contrast, that there are people who don't believe that we should follow the writings of the New Testament. They look at the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and they say, well, that's all we should follow. And of course, I believe that this is a false idea because Jesus gave authority unto his apostles and promised that they would be guided by the Holy Spirit in everything that they taught. And this is found throughout John 13, 14, 15, and 16. So when we think about the New Testament, we think about it as totally reflecting the teaching of Jesus Christ. It is our determination to know what Jesus said and also to obey it. So today we want to think about what did Jesus teach on the subject of love? And firstly, I'm going to suggest that what Jesus taught was that God is our top priority with respect to love. When the rich young ruler came to him and asked the question, what one thing must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus asked him, are you keeping the commandments? And so he said, which? And we read the following in Matthew 22, beginning in verse 37. Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. That we should love God should never be in doubt. Yet, one of the things that Jesus was pointing to was the realization that if we love God, we love his creation. We love those whom God loves. In fact, Jesus said loving God means obeying his will. In John 14 verse 15, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. So love is demonstrated not by what we feel nor by what we say, but love is demonstrated through our actions in obeying God's will. Loving him means more than just affirming it. In Matthew 15, in verses 7 through 9, Jesus said, Ye hypocrites, well did Isaiah prophesy of you, saying, This people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth, and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. But in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. Saying I love God is empty unless my actions back up what I say. But a second thing about what Jesus taught with respect to loving God is that if we love him, we must also love his son. Loving God means loving Jesus. Consider these words of Jesus 
as recorded in John's Gospel, John chapter 15, beginning in verse 19. Jesus said, If ye were of the world, the world would love his own. But because ye are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. Remember the word that I said unto you? The servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they have kept my saying, they will keep yours also. But all these things will they do unto you for my name's sake, because they know not him that sent me. If I had not come and spoken unto them, they had not had sin, but now they have no cloak for their sin. He that hateth me hateth my father also. I cannot hate Jesus and love God. I cannot love God and refuse to obey his son. I cannot honor God and refuse to obey his son or honor those who are sent with his authority. What excuse can we give for not following Jesus but saying, I love God? God's own command was that we are to hear and obey his son. Matthew chapter 17 and verse 5, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased, hear ye him. But Jesus told us in Matthew 22 that if I love God, I must also love my neighbor. Consider Luke's gospel in the account that is found in Luke 10, beginning in verse 25. The question that was asked of Jesus, well, who is my neighbor? And Jesus said, and behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him, saying, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said unto him, What is written in the law? How readest thou? And he answering said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy strength and with all thy mind, and thy neighbor as thyself. And he said unto him, Thou hast answered right. This do, and thou shalt live. But he, willing to justify himself, said unto Jesus, And who is my neighbor? And Jesus answering said, a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed leaving him for dead. And by chance there came down a certain priest that way and when he saw him he passed by on the other side. And likewise a Levite when he was at the place came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him, and went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his own beast, and brought him to an inn, and took care of him. And on the morrow, when he departed, he took out two pence, and gave them to the host, and said unto him, Take care of him, and whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. Which now of these three, thinkest thou, was neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves? And he said, he that showed mercy on him. Then said Jesus unto him, Go, and do thou likewise. You see, my neighbor is not always the people that I see every day, and my neighbor is not always the people that I necessarily like. Love is more than emotion. It is demonstrated in kindness, in concern, in sympathy, in helpfulness. 
Love is defined by what it does and also by what it refuses to do. Another concept of love that Jesus taught was that I'm to love my enemies. In Luke's gospel, Luke chapter 6, beginning in verse 27, Jesus said, But I say unto you which hear, love your enemies, do good to them which hate you, bless them that curse you, and pray for them which despitefully use you. And unto him that smiteth thee on the one cheek, offer also the other. And him that taketh away the cloak, forbid not to take thy coat also. Give to every man that asketh of thee, and of him that taketh away thy goods, ask them not again. And as ye would that men should do to you, do you also to them likewise. For if ye love them which love you, what thank have ye? For sinners also love those that love them. And if you do good to them which do good to you, what thank have ye? For sinners also do even the same. Jesus is reminding us that it's easy to love those who love us. It's easy to do good to those who do good to us. It's easy when we have a relationship of care and concern with other people. But what about when those people are going to do nothing for us or even don't like us? One of the things that Jesus was teaching is that our actions towards them can't be modeled after their actions toward us. But our actions towards anyone must be modeled after God's commands and the example that Jesus provided for us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whomsoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God's love was demonstrated to us, Paul writes in Romans chapter 5, while we were yet sinners. God did not wait for us to love him to demonstrate love. And that leads us then to another teaching of Jesus that I must love the lost. Again in Luke's gospel, Luke 15, beginning in verse 1. It says, Then drew near unto him all the publicans and sinners for to hear. And the Pharisees and scribes murmured, saying, This man receiveth sinners and eateth with them. And he spake this parable unto them, saying, What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, doth not, doth not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness and go after that which is lost until he find it? And when he hath found it, he layeth it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he cometh home, he calleth together his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth more than over ninety and nine just persons which need no repentance. Jesus said that his mission was to come and to seek and save the lost. Luke 19 verse 10, for the Son of Man has come to seek and save that which was lost. As a servant of Jesus Christ, I follow his example and can do no less. I should provide no excuses, but I should be about the business of helping others who are seeking to save the lost. And I can't love the lost unless I'm prepared to help them to find the way to Jesus. Another concept of love that Jesus spoke about and taught about is love for my brethren. John 21, beginning in verse 15, Jesus said, so when they had dined, Jesus saith to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, 
Lovest thou me more than these? He said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my lambs. He saith unto him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my sheep. He saith unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus saith unto him, Feed my sheep. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, When thou wast young, thou girdest thyself, and walkest whither thou wouldst. But when thou shalt be old, thou shalt stretch forth thy hands, and another shall gird thee, and carry thee whither thou wouldst not. You see, when we fully know God in Christ, it's easy to love them. They display perfect love. They never make mistakes. They never go back on their word. But our brethren sometimes are weak and imperfect, as are we. And sometimes the greatest disappointments are in those that we love, that we expect more from. But love for brethren means we help them to grow. Love for brethren means we prefer them over self. Love for brethren means we assemble with them in order to honor God. Love for brethren means we don't condone their weaknesses, but we understand and help them to gain strength, knowing that they will do the same for us. Jesus taught that I must love my family. It's sad when our family suffers because of our own faults, but we are admonished to love them. We do so when we are properly guiding them, when we love our spouses by honoring our commitment to them. Divorce is such a horrible situation that exists in our culture today. People divorce for verily no reason whatsoever. I don't like them. I don't get along with them anymore. We don't love them. He stinks. She can't cook. But Jesus said that love is supposed to overcome these petty problems. In fact, in the scriptures, Jesus taught in Matthew's gospel, in Matthew chapter 19, that marriage should be for life. It's designed by God for life. Matthew 19, beginning in verse 4, Have you not read that he which made them at the beginning made them male and female, and said, For this cause shall a man leave father and mother, and shall cleave to his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. Wherefore, they are no more two, but one flesh. What therefore God hath joined together, let not man put asunder. They say unto him, Why did Moses then command to give a writing of divorcement to put her away? And he said to them, Moses, because of the hardness of your hearts, suffered you to put away your wives. But from the beginning, it was not so. And I say unto you, whosoever shall put away his wife, except it be for fornication, adultery, and shall marry another, committeth adultery. And whoso marrieth her which is put away, doth commit adultery. You know, the disciples understood this teaching because their response was if the case of the man be so with his wife it is not good to marry if you have to marry for life maybe you should rethink whether you should get married and here's what Jesus response was all men cannot receive this saying save they to whom it is given for there are some eunuchs which are so born from their mother's womb and there are some eunuchs which were made eunuchs of men and there be eunuchs 
which have made themselves eunuchs for the kingdom of heaven's sake. He that is able to receive it, let him receive it. Jesus is not saying that you should mutilate yourself, but Jesus is saying, if you don't think you can commit to and stay in a marriage, maybe it's best that you not be married. I love others by my commitment to them and my actions toward them. And this brings us to the final teaching on love. Jesus said, I need to love myself. Matthew 22, verse 39, the second is like unto it, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. This is not talking about selfishness, not loving myself more than God or others, but it's love for my own self, to see my self-worth as God sees me. Love myself enough to work towards being saved. Love myself enough to deny sin, to avoid sin, to separate myself from it. Love myself enough to strengthen myself in God's word that I can gain maturity in his kingdom. Love myself enough not to simply be satisfied to exist, but to grow in love and in strength. You see, love must be more than just a word we use or a feeling we have. Jesus said that love is a way of living, and it's the way that we treat everyone. It must be an everyday activity. It's our lifestyle. Love for God, love for Christ, love for my enemies, love for the lost, love for my brethren, love for my family, and finally, love for myself. And if I will actively engage in God's word, then this will be a love that matures, able to do more as I gain in strength and in knowledge and am drawn closer in my relationship with my Lord Jesus Christ. And my Lord Jesus teaches that love is necessary if I have any hope of serving God. Once again, this is Jim Walsh. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast on Eagles wings.